Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to another Medicinal Monday podcast episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we are both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food plant-based nutrition as well as mind-body medicine. And today in Medicinal Monday, we are talking all about spring cleansing. And honestly, I think that this episode is a little bit late because we already finished our Alter Health Spring Cleanse where we enjoyed a lot of these foods that we're going to be talking about. But that being said, it is never too late to cleanse your body, which is, I think, kind of like a full-time job. Or hopefully it shouldn't really feel like a job. It should feel natural and easy, but it's something that we can bring more mindfulness and attention to especially during the spring. Yeah. I mean, the way that I see it is that actually a few weeks ago, we did a liver special episode where we talked all about supporting liver health and cleansing. The week before then, we talked about, you know, how to really clean up household and body care products so that we're minimizing exposure to toxicity. So I feel like we've been talking a lot about cleansing this spring. It's true. This is like a bonus episode for people who might have missed our cleanse. And really, we're going to be talking about some easy ways that you can really boost cleansing just through choosing some particularly cleansing foods to include in your diet. For sure. For sure. And, uh, you know, I I don't want this to sound like any sort of, oh, some quick hack or, oh, these three medicinal (laughs) superfoods, because uh, the, the more important thing as hopefully we're all familiar with and understanding and experiencing in our lives is that we sustain a detoxifying lifestyle or a health promoting lifestyle. You know, a lot of people swing from the extremes, right? Into some intense cleanse and then back into, you know, pizza and French fries and beer and chicken nuggets. And obviously maybe the pendulum doesn't swing that far. Um, But we want to, live in the middle in a balanced sort of way where we're not swinging too far. And that doesn't mean, of course, we know that doesn't mean that we have to sacrifice anything. And because it's just a win-win scenario when we're 
flooding our body with nutritious foods and our we're resetting our taste buds and redeveloping and cultivating a strengthened relationship with food and and nourishing ourselves so that's that's of course the intention yeah yeah, and today we're really going to focus in on three specific foods, our three mm. favorite springtime cleansing foods. And we're going to geek out a little bit talking about yeah. what it is about these foods that make them so amazing and so great for cleansing the body. Yeah, so of course, if these are our, some of our three favorites, especially during the spring, I, sh- I would say like pretty much only during the spring. Um, but that being said, depending on where you are on planet Earth and what's coming from the earth um, in your backyard, uh, then, you know, your cleanse foods might look a little bit differently. But I know in most of the northern hemisphere, northern latitudes, we're experiencing an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables, or maybe at this point, mostly just fresh, fresh vegetables. The fruits come a little bit later, uh, but this naturally invites cleansing. So it's part of the natural ecosystem and, and process. Um, so before we dive into our these three foods, of course, we know that our whole food plant-based anti-inflammatory challenge starts tonight. If you're not already enrolled and registered, it's not too late. You can jump in and uh, join us for session number one tonight. This is a free event that we're hosting on Facebook, on YouTube, and um, hopefully you can attend and or catch the replays. Yes. So now let's dive into these three favorite vegetables that we've really been indulging in uh, this spring so far. Okay. Which one do you want to t- start off with? Um, I was thinking asparagus. Okay. Yes, asparagus. Asparagus. So, because, yes, we have been eating a ton of asparagus this spring. And actually, in Colorado here, this is right around the time of year where wild asparagus starts to sprout up as well. All over the place. It kind of just looks like grass. And um, I don't actually know any place. Do you know any place like around town? I do. Okay. I do. Sometimes, I mean, I know most, some secret spots. Most of the time, when I become aware of it, it's like kind of past its prime and it's already like doing the flowering kind of thing. But it's it's still okay to eat at that point. But it's not like the asparagus shoots that we see in the grocery store. Right. But we can get it early and fresh and enjoy those asparagus shoots. And let's talk about why we might do that. Okay, let's start off with just some nutritional basics, and then we'll get into more of the specifics of how it supports cleansing. But so asparagus, just so you know, great source of vitamin K, great source of folate, great source of vitamin A and vitamin C, also contains a ton of different antioxidants, such as quercetin and camphorol. These are associated with anti-cancer benefits. But one antioxidant to really point out is that Asparagus is very high in glutathione, and glutathione is a specifically a very helpful nutrient when it comes to detoxification. Right. And uh, when I think about asparagus, of course, we know that glutathione and all these antioxidants have effects all over the body, but especially in in many cases, the liver. Uh, But when I think of asparagus, I think of kidney health mm-hmm. and maybe you think of that as well because maybe when you would eat asparagus you experience your urine smelling in a funky way and that's a natural thing and there's um there's i guess there's a scientific reason for that and that's one of the breakdown metabolites of asparagus is asparagus 
asparagusic. It's called asparag asparagusic acid. Asparagusic acid because it's the only place in nature that they've found this compound that's a sulfuric compound and and has this funky smell. Um, and that's what the sulfur smelling urine smell of your asparagus urine is attributed to. Uh, but there are other theories around why some people experience more asparaguric urine smelling urine. Pungent smelling urine. Or, you know, I don't know if that's you. Um, personally, I don't, I, I feel like I've smelt that in my toilet from my urine like once or twice, but usually not at all. Um, what about you, Susanna? I used to smell it a lot more often, but now I don't. Yeah, so. I've also heard theories that also um, the amount of time after you eat the asparagus, but, but the amount of time between when you eat the asparagus and the time you smell it in the toilet can indicate how detoxifying the asparagus was, or there's all these theories, right? There, They are theories, but in my experience, what resonates and rings true is that if we are smelling the more pungent asparagus smelling urine, that's actually an invitation to maybe do a couple of things, maybe eat more, more consistently, maybe hydrate a little bit more to continue detoxifying our, our kidneys and continue clearing things from our kidneys because we know that our kidneys are not only clearing asparagusic acid, our kidneys are clearing all sorts of waste products. So the more efficiently our kidneys are clearing, actually the the less we are more we the less likely we are to smell all of these compounds that are you know being concentrated in our urine. Um, so more more smelly urine means drink more water and maybe eat more asparagus consistently. And you might just find out that that smelly urine fades and it's no longer an issue. I know mm -hmm. that we've observed that in some people who've, uh, you know, been cleansing with us and such. Yes. Yes. But also just to highlight really the compound in asparagus that really helps with that kidney cleansing is... Asparagine, Aspar asparagine. Yeah. Yes. So asparagine really helps flush out that excess waste from the kidneys. Um, so there you've got the kidney cleansing. But when we're talking about liver cleansing, that's where glutathione really comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, we just mentioned that earlier. And also, Asparagus is very high in chlorophyll, which is also known to be a great detoxifying That's always funny. compound. When you search for a vegetable on Google, like, oh, what are the healing effects of uh, broccoli? Well, chlorophyll. Well, and, yes, because it's green. You know, chlorophyll <laughs> is the uh, hemoglobin of plant life. Uh, chlorophyll is in all plant life, just like every animal has blood. Um, so, yes, chlor and chlorophyll is really toxifying and, and helps actually create blood and build blood in humans yeah. and animals that eat plants. I was also reading funny, cool fact that asparagus consumption actually helps more quickly metabolize alcohol and can actually be yep. a helpful um, hangover remedy. Because um, of the glutathione. Because of the glutathione. And um, all the things that speed up liver detoxification. Right. Similar, I mean, not the kind of a tangent, but grapefruit juice, you know, grapefruit juice speeds up liver metabolism of and detoxification of many things. And that's why people are told not to drink it or eat too many grapefruits when they're taking specific medications because of a similar thing.
probably haven't been told not to eat asparagus, um, but similar kind of effect with a lot of these cleansing and detoxifying foods that are rich in things like glutathione. Yes. So yeah, so... asparagus, liver, kidneys. And when I think about cleansing and detoxifying in general, I'm thinking about for sure supporting the liver health, but also what we refer to as the emunctory organs, which are the kidneys, the bowels, of course, sweating through the skin and the respiratory system and breathing and exhaling and that sort of thing. Right. So asparagus supportive of the, the liver and the kidneys. The next uh, one on the list. And we can oh. add the bowels. We can add the bowels. Well, every, every plant every plant that we eat that's fiber rich and supporting a healthy and diverse microbiome is going to support our bowel habits. Right. But I guess I do just want to highlight with asparagus, because um, this is actually a commonality between the other two vegetables, that asparagus is high in inulin. Not all vegetables are high in inulin. And that's a specific type of soluble fiber that offers great nourishment to our healthy microbes that populate our gut. Yes. So, and any source of fiber, soluble fiber is also going to bind on and grab and shuttle out other toxins through our bowels, and then we can flush them down the toilet. Mm -hmm. So, asparagus helps us flush number one and flush number two toxicity down the toilet. Yes. So, uh, maybe the next one I know this is Dr. Susanna's all time favorite. Um, and then maybe we'll end with one of my favorites. Awesome. Well, my all-time favorite is artichoke. Artichoke has been one of my favorite vegetables since I was a little girl. And man, are these veggies detoxifying. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're fun to eat. They're delicious. And so just a few basics, also very high in folate and vitamin K, high in magnesium, high in vitamin C, and super duper high in fiber as well, specifically inulin. Yeah. So um, definitely supportive of that my microbial diversity in the gut to really help with our detoxification through our bowels. Yeah. But it has all these other very interesting things about it too. Totally. And I, <laughs> I mean, uh, artichoke is one of those foods that is also kind of a medicinal herb, right? Like uh, you might find like an artichoke leaf tincture or artichoke leaf tea. Mm -hmm. um, and artichoke is known to be in herbal medicine is known to be one of those bitter herbs that supports uh, bile acid production and uh, liver health in that way. But also artichoke leaf are known to have all these antioxidants that are liver supportive, similar to milk thistle, which is much more in the category of uh, herbs than it is foods. Um, and some of those antioxidants that support liver regeneration and protection um, amongst uh, so many other things like anti-cancer properties and such. Totally. And I think it's worth it's worth talking a little bit more about the bile detox connection because it is such a major way that we do detoxify. Uh, so essentially, when our liver produces bile, it then secretes it into our digestive tract, our intestines. And bile helps us to break down fat when mm -hmm. we're digesting fat, but also bile contains a ton of toxins that is just one method of getting toxins out of the body. Right. Also bile contains a lot of cholesterol. So it's one of the ways that our body manages our cholesterol levels is by pooping out bile acids. Totally. And a, lo a lot of people wonder like, Oh my gosh, I've got this toxic sluggish liver, this fatty liver. How do I heal this? 
well, it heals itself naturally. And the way the mechanism by which it heals is releasing stuff through the bile tract into the intestines and then being hopefully flushed out through regular healthy bowel movements, hydration, all this sort of thing, moving stuff through the bowels. So anything that moves our biliary system, what is referred to, is helpful for detoxification in that sort of way. Um, and anything that's bitter, anything that's got some bitter qualities to it generally moves the biliary um, system. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of the research on artichoke has actually been looking at artichoke in that kind of supplement form. But it's super interesting because they have been shown, uh, artichoke has been shown to lower LDL cholesterol levels, to lower triglyceride levels, and also to reduce the amount of inflammation and also fat stored in the liver in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Which all kind of makes sense together, yes. when we understand what it's actually doing for us physiologically. When we take a, a, a artichoke leaf capsule or when we're eating artichoke hearts or artichoke leaf. And I think a lot of people might have a question like artichoke, like I think I know what that is, but I'm not even quite sure. And how do I cook it? Uh, well, you steam them for a long time <laughs> and uh, you eat them. And Dr. Susanna made a little tutorial video, in fact. So, you know, you can reach out, we can point you or you can just find out, search how to eat an artichoke. Um, but the fact is that a fresh steamed artichoke is different than artichoke hearts on your pizza, which are really good as well, but maybe not still containing so many of these uh, phytonutrients and antioxidants that we're talking about when it comes to regeneration and protection of your liver. Right. So that's artichoke. Any other no. fun facts or tips about artichoke? I think a great segue into more liver support with dandelion. Dandelions. And uh, I am in love with dandelions. I just think that they're the coolest thing. Um, I think it's just cool that they're so medicinal, but so underrated. Like, you know, of course, everyone thinks it as just the quintessential weed that needs to be sprayed or mitigated from our lawn or whatever. And when we moved to Carbondale here, I thought it was the coolest thing that here in Carbondale, Colorado, that our small, lovely town, um, it's actually the town flower. Um, and I, it reminded me always of that quote. I think it's Rosemary Gladstar, who's like an herbalist, who says, what's the, the difference between a weed and an herb is a judgment. A weed and a flower. A weed and a flower yeah. is a judgment. Because um, this just brings into light the fact that every plant on planet Earth offers uh, tremendous healing potential and benefit. And we just need to find that. And with dandelion, it's really evident. There is a lot of research showing its health promotion, specifically with regard to liver again. Also, so many anti-cancer properties are attributed to dandelion. And the cool thing about dandelion is when we're talking about dandelion as a plant, it's the, the flower, the leaf, the roots, all of these parts of the plant are edible. All of them are very bitter and, and um, not something that we generally are going to like make a full dandelion salad. That probably won't go down that well. But we can kind of supplement our nutrition with a little bit of dandelion leaves in the salad, little few dandelion leaves in the in a flower in the smoothie. And we can even 
uh, roast the dandelion root and make a tea with it. That's oftentimes how the dandelion root is enjoyed. And uh, like I said, so many phytonutrients that have liver protective and anti-cancer properties in all aspects of the plant. Mm -hmm. And uh, with dandelion, it all really comes back to that bitter biliary system moving property um, when we're talking about detoxification and liver health. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. And just some basics to cover that high in vitamin A, high in vitamin C, high in vitamin K and vitamin E, mm -hmm. high in folate, like a lot of leafy greens, but also very high in minerals, including iron, magnesium, potassium. So you find, you actually find dandelion in a lot of kind of blood building formulas because it can help restore iron levels in the blood. Um, dandelions also like all three of these superfoods we've mentioned today, high in inulin. So very helpful for, Especially the root. yeah. So very helpful for maintaining that healthy microbiome. Yeah. And also some of the studies that have been specifically looking at dandelion show similar things to the studies that we just referenced with artichoke, that it helps to reduce that LDL cholesterol and triglycerides and also protects the liver against damage. And that's mainly because of all of the polyphenols, antioxidants that are contained in dandelion that protect against that oxidative damage um, that toxins pose against the liver. Yeah. So I think, you know, dandelion is such a great opportunity to bring in some wild, fresh food into your cuisine, into your smoothies, into your salads. And yeah, it's going to be different than the lettuce that you buy at the grocery store. Oh yeah, is it? Uh, but that being said, be cautious with harvesting dandelion. Obviously a lot of them might be sprayed or like I'm, if, about, you're, if you're getting it out of uh, someone's lawn, off for the example. side, off the side of the road, you know, like, <laughs> which uh, we used to do, we did used to do that. And, you know, it's not we the smartest thing, though. but it's, it's all over the place in nature as mm -hmm. well. I, I always thought like, oh, for whatever reason, dandelion just grows in yards. No, dandelion grows everywhere. It's, it's prolific all around uh, the planet, as far as I know. And, um, and so nutritious. So don't spray it. Don't weed it. Oh, I guess you're, we're probably not like, it's just crazy to think if humans were able to eat all dandelions grown on the planet, I don't think, I don't know if we would be able to do it. Well, I love There's so many. I remember our herbalism teacher told us that, you know, some herbalists believe that if specific herbs pop up in your garden or your yard, it's like, the earth telling you, Hey, your body needs a little bit of this medicine. <laughs> and if you just and consider, funny, yeah. <laughs> if you just consider like in the Western world, say, and all the toxicity in the Western world and all the dandelions in the Western world. And here we are in the Western world, spraying our dandelions with more toxicity. And the earth is like, here, medicine, take it. And we're like, no, <laughs> medicine is ugly. <laughs> I'm going to spray these weeds and give myself more disease. So don't be that human. Um, that's a message for all of us. Like, you know, just listen to the earth. Be curious about what, what the earth is providing us. And um, because she is providing us a whole heck of a lot. I have a fun story just to end on. Um, my dad, he's always been a business mind business minded person ever since he was little his very first business that he started when he was you know 
under the age of 10 or so, was to go around to his neighbors and um, offer to pull their dandelions. And I think it was like a penny per dandelion or something like that. But um, then you would sell them. Well, I mean, gosh, then he could have just think. But I mean, really, of course, we all know that to prevent the spread of dandelion, you need to really uproot it, get it from the root. But we also have learned here in today's episode that it's that root that contains so many beneficial um, beneficial compounds. We didn't even talk about how it has a diuretic effect. So it can um, also help to cleanse the kidneys. Hmm. So um, Asparagus also. Diuretic. Diuretic, yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, just business idea for those people out there. But... Pick the weeds and then put them in a capsule. No, I'm just kidding. Eat the, <laughs> eat the whole thing. Yes. Enjoy the plant. Enjoy mm -hmm. the plant. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I know that we missed out on a lot of cleansing and detoxifying plants and herbs and veggies and fruits that are coming into the world this spring season. And, uh, if we missed any of your favorites, feel free to leave them in a comment or something. Um, but as always, we appreciate you for tuning in and hopefully see a lot of you this evening in the Whole Food Plant-Based Challenge, the first session happening tonight. And uh, just uh, look forward to reconnecting next time, whenever it might be. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Bye for now. Peace and love.